Welcome to Katie Wonders, the podcast for seeking wonder and inspiration everywhere. I'm Katie, your host, and on today's show, Jordan Bach returns by popular demand. He's one of the very few people who have been repeat guests, and this show is just as inspiring and awesome as the first time he came on the podcast, but I'm going to even go on a limb to say it's even better. That episode is a fan favorite, and we recorded that almost two years ago, and this one we recorded over Skype recently and talked everything from our dinner party that we would have inviting Taylor Swift and Beyonce and Oprah and a bunch of people and a lot of other really cool stuff. We also mentioned his bedtime mantras, which I love, and he's actually offering us a 20% off discount. And if you go to his website, thebachbook.com slash bedtime mantras, the link is also in the show notes. For 20% off, you can get that if you use the code Katie Wonders. Katie, like my name, wonders like the woman, the superhero. And yeah, Katie Wonders at checkout and 20% off if you want to check those out. I love them. I love this episode. Let's get right to it. If you haven't left a review already, please leave one on iTunes. That would be awesome. And if you like this episode and other episodes, join the Facebook group. It's the best way to keep in touch with me and talk about the episodes, talk about how inspired you are, talk about how something you don't understand or you just want to meet more people who are into this. It's the best way to do it. I love hanging out in there. It's just so much fun. So that is the Facebook crew on Facebook. And the link to that, again, is in the show notes. Everything's in the show notes. And that's all I've got for announcements. So let's go to the show. Right. Welcome back, everyone, to Katie Wonders, my new mini-series of the podcast. And today I have my friend here who I'm so psyched to be hanging out with and just spending a nice Sunday afternoon with. That's who that's when we're recording right now. And the friend that I have is Jordan Bach, none other. I'm so excited to be talking to you, Jordan, because your last episode is and was a crowd favorite um, for some reason. Well, I know because you're awesome, but for some reason that episode still is one of the most downloaded ones ever, and people are always talking about that. I have a little Facebook group um, for listeners, and they were just talking the other day about favorite episodes, and yours came up again and again and again. So congratulations on that. I wonder if it was because we spoke about the Kardashians and that Did sort of we? thing. Yeah. I don't even remember that at all. <laughs> I, I just remember at some point mentioning the Kardashians and how, you know, you don't have to feel guilty oh, about yeah, watching the Kardashians. Yeah, we totally did. We um, had a good memory. I yeah, need I to said, go back and re-listen to it. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much fun. That was a while ago now. That was like... Um, over a year ago, for sure, and it for was, sure. and then we ended up meeting at Gabby's Spirit Junkie Masterclass, which we both yeah. love so much, um, heaven, and are heaven. graduates of. And we mm-hmm. met in person and took a couple of selfies, and the rest was history. That's how it's done. You meet, you take a couple of selfies, yeah. you hug it out, 
Yeah, the <laughs> selfie submits the submits the convers or the friendship. Yep. And makes it real. Day. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, so we thought we would just jump back on the phone and talk as friends and hang out and then record so you guys could eavesdrop us as well. So yeah, so that's what we're doing today. So the first thing I want to know about you, Jordan, is how are you? How are you feeling today in this moment? Like what's going on in your life um, that you're most excited about and like today? Ooh. Really present. Well, you know, I am starting Kundalini teacher training. No way. I didn't know that. This month. Yeah. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm a little nervous and a little excited. It's that it's that nervous anxiety that you get when something big is about to happen. Mm, totally. Um, and so I'm really excited because it's it's going to require devotion. And I'm at the point in my life where I'm you know ready to devote myself to something at least for you know the seven months that the teacher training spans. Um, I'm I'm ready to to devote myself to something that I, I believe in and that, and what I mean by that is I feel whenever I do Kundalini yoga, I am moved by the experience. And so I'm ready to devote myself to something that I have experienced as being elevating, uplifting, enlightening, um, and, and deepening really. Um, and I actually made the decision because I was at Gabby Bern Gabby Bernstein called me and was like, I have an event tonight at ABC Home and Carpet. She does these events there in New York City. And she said, Such I have a beautiful a space. I love yeah. It. My gosh. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah, it's gorgeous. I was in New York with my with my mom and we were like shopping around the store and we were going to go to dinner there. And um, we like walked into that. I've seen so many of her live stream lectures from there, like from years ago and we like walked into that like space where she sits in the white chair and I mm -hmm. sat in the white chair and my mom took a picture of me and I was like this <laughs> is so cool so and anyways the, and the apothecary downstairs is amazing, amazing full of beautiful skincare products and candles it's beautiful all natural I could, organic I, I love live that stuff in that store me too and yes we'll I mean, have I, a talk there we'll have an event there together someday let's let's, let's do, do it, it. Um, so I, I interrupted, to, but yeah, go on. No. So I went to an event there and, you know, in the, you know, you know me, I'm always very straight shooting and honest. Mm -hmm. Um, this is like becoming my shtick. People are like, I talked with a few people, um, the other day and, and um, they were like, well, you know what they all said separately. I just really was drawn to you because you're so authentic and real. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> if, if that's how you see it, all right. So, um, and it does feel comfortable for me. I to, agree with that. To be honest, and I guess tell the truth. It's it's, and I feel like in this industry of you know personal growth and development mm -hmm. and higher thought, um, yeah, we could use some refreshing honesty because um, a lot of people feel so inadequate when they're surrounded by discussions where it seems as if everyone's already enlightened. Yeah. And so I walked into this um, Gabby's event and there were lots of women and some men and the energy was very um, 
it, it was happy energy. Um, it was also very frenetic because mm-hmm. people were very excited to see Gabby. Some of them were seeing her for the first time. Um, and there was just a lot of energy. And I'm very sensitive to energy, particularly when it's directed toward me. And a bunch of people there um, recognize me and follow me on, on social media um, and so started coming up to me before the event started. And I had had a day where I was like, you know, there was you know some things going on in my life that I was kind of having some trouble with. And so when Gabby called me and was like, come to my thing tonight, I was like, okay, this will be a great opportunity to like relax and bring my mind back to sanity. So I show up there and it's this heavy, intense energy. Yeah. And, and you were expecting it to be like nurturing for you. And it was more, it was more of like work. a, you know, yeah, the, like the lights are on and, right. and, and I'm like, oh boy, I didn't like, where can I go hide in a corner? And the energy was so intense that that and I was so off my spiritual practice that day that I start I look down at my hands and my little hand is shaking mm, and I'm I like I want to hug you <laughs> I needed one um so I was like okay just go and like hide in a corner so I went and hid in a corner and thankfully Gabby got on stage and it started quite quickly and she said you know what I have a feeling that I want to start this with a Kundalini meditation. And I was Thank like, all God. right, all right, good, 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 good. We did 11 minutes of a meditation that was really great. Something, some, one meditation of about like, you know, calling in the energy of mother nature or something like that. Um, there are a billion, you know, funky, cool, effective Kundalini meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was like magical. And, we did this for 11 minutes and after 11 minutes I took a deep breath opened my eyes and was a completely different person from the guy who walked in and whose hand was shaking out of nervous anxiety I was completely different I was I had reached my not only my regular level of peace and calm but it was even deeper and I, in that moment, I said, I'm, I'm going to do teacher training. And that's, that's the night that I decided I need to do this, this training because this technology of Kundalini is so effective and it's, so, it's such an amazing practical tool that in a situation like that where you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious or, and you don't know what to do, you can do a simple 11 minutes of something with just your arms up in the air, seated in a chair, and you can open your eyes 11 minutes later, a completely different person. Mm, That's so cool. Yeah, afterwards, I said to Gabby, um, I'm going to do teacher training. And without even pausing, she goes, good. And and kept moving. (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm I'm so excited about Kundalini teacher training. And that's been on my on my radar now for since I signed up. And so yeah, that starts in a couple weekends and I'll be back on your podcast to tell all you guys how it went and all the things I'm learning. Mm, yay, I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it. And it's it's such a fascinating, I have a similar experience. Um, and it's something that, you know, I think a lot about with 
our friend Gabby, who we've been talking about a lot and is who, you know, the common thread, how I met you through her. And, um, you know, we're all, we're both really grateful for her. And I was, um, I was with her this summer at, at Kripalu and had kind of a similar experience. I was really going to Kripalu to be nurtured and to be healed and really me time. And I totally got that and it was amazing and great, but I had a bit of the same experience where there were quite a few people who listened to the podcast and had had gone to Kripalu, you know, after I had, you know, talked about it and mentioned it. And it was so amazing to be able to connect with people and hi to all of those people. It was like so great to connect with everyone. Um, but especially, you know, I noticed you know, a little bit of that, which was great because I don't have, I don't do really many in-person events, you know, other than my yoga class I teach every week. Um, and I don't really get to see and hug and snuggle the, the people who listen to the podcast. But at the same time, you know, we're, we were there for ourselves, you going to that event with Gabby and me going to this. <laughs> and um, it just, it really kind of struck me because being around Gabby so much, she had, as the teacher, and with Kripalu, I think it was a little bit different than all of her other events because it's, you know, for people who might not know, it's a it's a retreat center. So it was like a three-day long thing. And Gabby lived there as well. So, you know, she all constantly had people coming up to her during, you know, meals. And when she was like, at one night she asked me to walk back, walk her back to her room. And um, we were making that long walk back to where she was staying in like a different wing. And maybe 15 people came up to her, which was amazing and beautiful. But just in that one walk, you know, I think it was such a testament to her and her authenticity that she was so locked in with every single one of these people after teaching all day. And she must have to really protect herself and, and hold that energy. But that's what it is. Yeah. And, and she's and really effective at it. Yes, yeah, she's very effective at it. She's so effective at it to really be able to establish clear and healthy boundaries internally, psychologically for herself right. um, so that she's not so drained by drained by it because it is draining. And as yeah. we know, obviously, it is a, an enormous privilege. It is yeah. such an enormous privilege to be a teacher, a leader. Um, and to be someone that people want to, you know, approach and, and talk to and, 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 and be near. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, but the, the fact of the matter is it, it can be, it can be even sometimes a little scary. Yeah. Um, and we, I think you and I experienced a moment with Gabby that was yeah. quite scary. Yeah. Um, with someone like sort of, uh, th throwing themselves at her and, and, and it's kind of scary because, and, and here's the deal. Everybody has their own energy. You, me, Gabby, everyone who's listening, all of your listeners, all of my readers and viewers and people who follow anybody, everyone has their own energy. And it's just important to stay mindful of your own energy. I mean, I was just writing something yesterday. I feel like there's this constant thing that you read online, particularly in these spiritual circles, about negative energy or other people's bad vibes. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the tools that you use to like protect yourself from other people's bad vibes 
focus a lot on the other person and on the energy that you think they left on you, for example. And I found in my own experience that the most powerful way of protecting yourself from so-called negative energy is to ground yourself in your own energy. And the more grounded you are in your own experience, the less you are thrown off by other people's maybe kooky or crazy or intense energies or experiences of their own. That's spot on and so relates to that experience I was saying at Kripalu because I went into that experience. I actually just wrote an article about this and I don't know if it'll be published or not by the time that this comes out but I had a lot of body image stuff coming up for me before I went to Kripalu and just I think that a lot of us do you know we can really hide behind our computers and then when we're with people in person a lot of the physical insecurities come up because you don't see those when you're just on you know snapchat every day or whatever because you can make your lighting and whatever whatever (laughs) but um But yeah, it it was just an interesting experience for me that, you know, I went into it kind of like excited, but also, you know, butterflies and and, and nervous in a weird way. And as soon as I got into my practice, as soon as I was like meditating, and we, we meditated for like four hours a day there, and it was all I did really. It was like meditate, talk to people, listen to Gabby. Like that was all I did. And as soon as I was in that, like, everything else dissolved. I was able to just look around the, we had silent breakfast there and I was able to like look around the room and be like, oh, there's a million different bodies here. There's a million different types of people and they're all beautiful and they're all different and thank God body diversity exists. And it just all dissolved because I was grounded Mm -hmm. in my own practice and I was in my own space. And even like the people, you know, who were asking questions, you know, to me or to Gabby from a negative um, place, really, it just bounced straight off, you know, and I was able to only see the love in them. And it was just, it was a really, really beautiful experience. And I, I ended up talking to Gabby about that there. And and she, and I was like telling her, you know, about my insecurities in coming. And, and she was like, you and everybody here, you know, everybody has those insecurities about not feeling good enough. And that that's what it came down to. I, did, was, I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel like I deserved to be there, right? And mm-hmm. and that's, that's like our ego's really, really crafty trick that we have to work to fix, which is kundalini, which is meditating, which is journaling, which is all these like lovely tools we have in our tool belt, but they really help us ground into not allowing that voice to drive the car, letting it get in the backseat of the car while, you know, our ing, as our friend Gabby calls it, or our inner guide, um, takes the wheel, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I want to hear more about your journaling. Just a brief, brief, brief thing. Yeah, about my book? Well, I just in journaling in general, because to be honest, um, I have become drawn mm. more toward journaling lately, speaking of how I am and how I'm doing, spiritually speaking. Um, and so I've, I've been kind of like thinking about and examining different ways of journaling. Um, have you heard of this? Have you heard of 
the five-minute journal? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I just had the founder on my podcast. I'm obsessed with Mimi Akon and her husband, Alex, who are the founder. They're like my favorite YouTubers. And um, yeah, and so I love the five minute journal. I have both the physical and the app, and I'm but obsessed. You, we can't get the app in the U.S. I have it. You're in the U.S. Yeah, Since I what? bought it like years ago. Yeah, Wait, haven't you? Haven't you? Aren't you in Canada? No, I live in Detroit. Oh, have you ever been in Canada? Yes, I w- That's what you're. Th- I was like in okay. Toronto recently. Maybe that's okay, what you're okay, thinking of. Okay, okay, okay. Like visiting. <laughs> um, that's so funny because I went to go download it today and it says app not available in the really? U.S. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe try like later this week or something because, yeah, I definitely have it on my phone. But I um, got I, it like a bunch of years ago. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about journaling in another podcast, which I can't wait for. I know. It'll be great. But, well, we can talk about it a little bit right now. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> journaling. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I, I've, I've – um, I have – definitely been thinking more about what the most effective way to journal is and i'm really liking the setup of five minute journal yeah that that's a great one do you did you read the artist's way by julia cameron and are you familiar with morning pages yes and so i have some of my clients right now doing morning pages i've done morning pages and i want to start doing them again Mm -hmm. um do you do that yes and i do it in a little bit different way it's a bit more fluid because sometimes it's like an afternoon page if I have stuff going on in the morning or I want to go to a yoga class or, you know, whatever. It's I'm not really strict about it being like the first thing when I wake up out of bed. But so my book for Jordan and everyone listening, it's called Let It Out, A Journey Through Journaling, and it's 55 short journaling exercises. Some are like more like scavenger hunts with your mind. Some are, you know, they're really cool. It's There's they're divided up into different sections. Oh so my God. Tools when, to get organized. Get April 5th. April 5th. You can probably get one early, but <laughs> everyone else, April 5th. Um, and Jordan, what the interview Jordan's talking about is going to be available. We haven't recorded it yet, but this future interview that's in the ether somewhere is going to be available for people when they pre order the book. But, anyways, long story short, there's a tool in my book. It's I think it might be tool number one. I don't know, but it's called the Morning Dump which reminds you of poop, so it's funny. <laughs> but um, but that's kind of morning, what Morning Pages is all exactly, about. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so I actually kind of guide it a bit more with a few questions to kind of like I, – I look at the whole book as self-coaching because my journal was like a really powerful tool for me um, when I like hit my bottom with my eating disorder to, to help me through everything I was doing in therapy and coaching and everything. So it's really like this super non-judgmental friend that you can just be super real with, super authentic with, and won't give you any feedback but allows you to kind of sort through – all of the things going on in your mind so you can see it and then decide what you want to listen to and what might not be real. Just like we were talking about before, you know, with like that ego voice running the show or just like being there, you know. So I think morning pages are really great and really help me to acknowledge how I'm feeling because a lot of times I'm like, I don't feel good enough to like feel how I'm feeling. I know that sounds like really, does that make sense? Like I don't like allow myself to acknowledge my feelings and I, I yes, just kind of go through of life. So uh-huh. journaling is the, the biggest tool for me to, to do that. And of course ideas come up, of course, like insights come up, but a lot of times it's just like me writing about how I feel and I, 
you know, Jordan, you and I were feelers. So it's, yeah, it's nice. So you've been loving it recently. It's just been something you've been called to? Morning pages? Yeah, and just journaling in general? Yeah, journaling in general. Uh, and I found a way to do it that is actually very different. And I haven't heard a lot about it. I kind of started doing it myself. And uh, that is voice journaling. Oh, yeah. I heard you talk about that in one of your videos. Yeah, so we'll talk about this during our special yeah. journaling podcast, which I can't wait for. Because to be I'm, continued. To be, to be, to TBC. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> Uh, TBC to be continued. Yeah, because I want to talk about. I want to give excerpts from my journal. Yeah. I want to share. I want. I want to hear yours. I, yeah. I want to. I want to explain why journaling in the past has been so 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 really a mystical, incredibly um, supportive, and oh my gosh, in, um, intensely private yet so yes. connected to you yes. to for to source yes um, um, so get excited everyone i'm getting excited about that but i will say that voice journaling just came naturally to me because i was walking on the street one day and was going through my breakup which has has been well documented on the my blog and i just had all of this stuff on my mind and I was like, I need to, I need to literally talk about this and, and verbalize it and put this into words. I need to put these blocks of thought and emotion into words. And I can't like wait till I get home. I, I, I need to like walk and talk this out. And so I just went onto my iPhone and pulled up the voice memo app, pressed record, put the phone to my ear. So it looked like I was having a conversation on the phone so people wouldn't think I was a total lunatic. <laughs> I love that part. Um, and I just started walking and talking and all of us, and it was like stuff just started flowing out of me and I was making connections and I would stop myself and go, oh, well, the only reason why you're thinking that is because of this. And I was just able to really. Yeah, you piece it together. Piece it together, process everything pull back and find the big picture. And, and there was one moment which I recorded a video on the, my forgiveness aha moment oh, yeah. which you can find on the bachbook.com was, was a result of, of voice journaling. And I had this moment where I was like, Oh my God, I am living out this spiritual principle that I knew intellectually to be true years ago, but I'm finally really living it out and learning it from the heart and I broke down crying and so listen for me voice journaling has been amazing and now I encourage my some of my clients to try it out as another option for journaling mm -hmm. um and then did you have you seen that um Netflix series with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin Grace and Frankie or Frankie oh no but I, I saw like the preview popped up on um on YouTube. And yeah, it looks really, really cute. cute. Yeah, it looks super Su cute. It's super cute. And Lily Tomlin plays this really hippie um, like woman and Jane Fonda plays her very, you know, more uptight conservative friend. And mm -hmm. so Lily's Tomlin's character is always like banging gongs and lighting incense and like drinking peyote tea. And she's our girl. Yes, yeah, she's our girl. Uh, <laughs> and so 
one day Jane Fonda comes home and finds Lily Tomlin talking into her iPhone, like recording a video of herself. And Jane Fonda's character is like, what are you doing? And Lily Tomlin was like, I heard that when you talk to yourself, you often say the things that you need to hear. Mm. And Jane was Jane's character was like, oh, whatever. And then cut to another scene where Lily's gone and is nowhere to be seen. And Jane Fonda, you know, sort of co- like coyly takes her phone out of her pocketbook and is like, hmm, well, maybe I'll try this. And sure enough, records herself talking about her, her own life and has a revelation as she's talking to herself. And so, um, yeah, I do feel like it's great to just uh, do anything we can to really hear ourselves. Yeah. Just to hear ourselves. So good. Okay, two things from okay. what you just shared there. Number one, well, number 0.5, I guess. I want to start watching that show. Number two, did you know that the, the um, like, writer, showrunner, something of that show is also the – founder of Friends, the TV show Friends. No, I didn't. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Anyways. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. But the other thing is that the whole reason why I wanted to start this miniseries, Katie Wonders, and how it's different from the Wellness Wonderland radio. Katie Wonders. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute, right? Is because my whole, my shtick, you know, Jordan's is authenticity. If His is authenticity. (laughs) Mine is finding inspiration everywhere you know like yes we can find inspiration through um jordan bach inspirational speaker life coach who's amazing um and gabby bernstein and their books and their products and i obviously love all of that world and i'm so in that world and i love it but you can also find inspiration from the guy at the coffee shop in the conversation you overhear Mm -hmm. or a tv show you know and so that's really why i want to talk about pop culture and mm. life and oh my gosh. the Should good we talk and the about bad. Oh, yeah. I have, that's like all what my questions are. Oh, about. my God. Give me Don't you topics. even worry. Yeah. <laughs> we are going there. See, but, I never get to talk about this. Well, you do today, ever. Jordan. Well, you do today. This it's is so like funny. I have people about. on tw- I feel I, I have these Twitter trolls who are these like gay Twitter trolls, which is which for me is really interesting. So anyone who's gay listening to this, the most – What's inter- this is very deep and very serious, but then we'll get on to something fun. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the most interesting thing, and I was just thinking about this the other day, sitting on the toilet, where most um, wonderful thoughts happen. Yeah, I have some really great – I talk about <laughs> journaling on the toilet, talking about that. I have been known to journal in the morning on the toilet on my iPhone. So if we can get that real, you we go. can go anywhere. An hour later, you're like, well, I don't think there's been any movement. <laughs> Uh, in the past couple minutes, it's time to get Movement up. in my mind, maybe yeah. not in my bowel. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this thought and it was, it was so, it wasn't shocking to me. It was just, it, it was a reality check and a, a bleak reality check. And that's that in my life, in my professional life and in my personal life, the most opposition and attack and denigration, diminishment, and belittlement has come not from, you know, the Westboro Baptist Church, even though they've, they've gone on a Twitter attack campaign against me, but 
rather from gays. That's from heartbreaking. Free men from gays. And that just You're struck You're the champion for gays. Well, yeah, and and so I was talking with Gabby Bernstein and she goes that whenever I saw that you that you wrote that you're champion for gays, I loved that. And I said, thanks, because at the time I loved it too, because I like thinking of myself as someone who champions the underdog. Yeah. I'm going to, if, if like, I'm going to, if there's someone who's not being, who's disenfranchised in any way, shape or form, or who is being diminished or belittled, I want to be the guy who, who goes up to him and lifts him up, right? Yeah. And so I, I've been so empowered and I live such a privileged life as a gay person and I've had so many wonderful experiences as a gay man that many others haven't had. So I was like, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to champion gays who, who aren't yet as empowered. And so many people for some reason read that phrase as meaning, I believe I am a champion among gays oh i would have never thought of it that way in my well, life of course i never thought of it that way until i was like wait why are people making fun of this and like oh. attacking and then i was like oh i get it all right i get it so i kind of moved that one out uh, and i don't say that anymore for fear of people you know projecting uh. some idea of arrogance or superiority onto me they just um, don't know you because you're like the least arrogant guy i've ever met in my life <laughs> Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but th that was a thought for me. I don't know how we got onto that subject, but but that was just a thought for me. I think this morning, where I was like, "Wow, that's so interesting." That the most uh, opposition and attack hasn't been from politicians or from family or from my my you know the, my culture, my society around me. It's been from inside. It's like. Mm -hmm. RuPaul mentioned to me in a podcast we did, which is forthcoming. Um, so cool. Mentioned, you know, Orwell's Animal Farm and how the they ended up eating themselves. And that's what happens a lot. Um, we begin to, or like James Baldwin said, he said, when you are, and I'm paraphrasing this, the, when you are repeatedly oppressed over and over and over again, you begin to become an oppressor. Mm. And so I just see that as a huge, I would say, a huge um, concern within the gay community. Um, and so last night I Instagrammed something which I thought was great. Let's let, and right now we'll bring back up the mood. Yeah. Um, it was this great quote, and it said, "Be who you needed when you were younger." Oh yes, I saw that. I loved that. And I pulled that from somewhere and credited it to the person from whose account I got it from, and I just loved that because I was like, you know what? When I was growing up. And I know I'm. Whoever's listening to this obviously is more sensitive than most. Let's say. Right. I was such a sensitive little boy that it was like. I would. I could never today, humiliate someone. Yeah. I just. I don't have it in me because, I know what it was like to be humiliated, and 
like the theologian Aaron Armstrong said so eloquently, discover that which is hateful to you and make a commitment to never inflict that pain on another human being. Mm, yeah. And that is compassion and empathy. And you find a lot of people, gay, straight, or otherwise, who have been abused or bullied um, growing up and become, no surprise, bullies and abusers. So, okay, we're going to talk about <laughs> Swift or yes, to what we are totally we? are in a moment. Kylie, Courtney, Kim, <laughs> the gang's all the gang's coming. The gang <laughs> the is coming. on the way. The um, gang squad goals. Squad goals. Um, but quickly, I need to respond to what you just said because that was heavy and poignant and beautiful. I, you know me; I can go from like. Heights of flippancy oh, to depths of seriousness and, and heft. Me too. And I think that's amazing. I think that's, <laughs> that's life, right? So, um, but yeah, I, I just want to say a couple things to react to that. I resonated so much with um, that. Can you read it again? What, did, what was it that you posted? I, it was so beautiful. Be who you needed when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And it resonated with me. I saw it last night and... Um, I struggled so much. I think I, in a lot of the work that I do with people, I, I compare this kind of body image movement and um, I'm, I'm really into like fat politics and really helping people with eating disorders. And as the health movement grows, which in a lot of ways is a good thing, there are also lots of dangers with that. And the people who have been listening to the podcast understand that. And, and that's something that, you know, I really was susceptible to as this young girl who had so many intense body image issues from a young age and led me down this path and now I'm you know and this is something that Gabby really helped me with was just to define like oh my biggest struggle is what I'm here to teach and speak about and help people with but what I needed to hear when I was younger was good messages about my body and finding my worth outside of how I looked and as soon as I saw you post that last night it just really cemented that purpose that I have while you're to, here yeah yeah it's just really 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 beautiful so thank you for sharing that I'm probably going to regram it later it was just really really great yeah so. regram away I mean I feel like yeah it's so powerful because then you can really look into your history into your past and say who did I need what did I need and how can I now heal myself in the present yeah by extending the love I feel I never received in the past. Boom. Boom. Done. Yeah, and that's the way to be an entrepreneur is to create what you wish existed. So create the kind of mentor that you wish existed. And I'm I'm just and this this is like this is the other thing I want to talk about before we talk about pop culture, but this is good. Like I had a experience with my oh that's so funny. I the one time I don't turn my phone off of um silent for one of these things I just got a um text from Gabby as we're like calling in the energy of her and then that's what <laughs> oh I see. my god um <laughs> you should but, respond right now I'm podcasting yeah podcasting say with hi. Jordan yeah um <laughs> but anyways the thing that I really wanted to talk about was that 
sense of becoming who you're here to be and becoming your own best friend. And, and we both went through breakups this year and it was tough. And the thing, I was just having a conversation with my coach about this yesterday and the mantra that I'm really using in my life is being the partner I would love, right? Like become what I am seeking and embody it ourselves and embody it for our past self as well, you know? Mm. And that's that really goes to, you know, what you were talking about with what you Instagram last night. And so I would love if you could kind of talk about ways that you befriend yourself and what does that mean to you, right? Like if I just offer you that mantra that I'm really using my life, um, be the partner that you would love to have. What does that mean to you and how are you doing that um, in your life, embodying everything you you wish to be? Go well, I almost think you. of that. I, I often say, you know, what would you, if, if you're stuck in a situation, you know, socially or in or anywhere in life, ask yourself, what would my ideal best friend tell me to do because and what I feel like that does is I'm not talking about your actual friend necessarily in real life your actual best friend but what would your ideal best friend which all of us when you think of that it brings to your mind you know elements of almost some grandmother elements some some elements of real nurturing and care and protection and helpful guidance you bring that archetype into your psyche and then you're able to sort of overlay that into whatever situation you're in and a little voice will start will start culminating within you um, to give some some advice on, on, on what to do. So there was this one particular situation that happened to me years ago. I, I, I was in a I went to some party and I didn't know anyone there. I don't know how I got there. Like some friends dragged me along and someone and it was in New York. And so we leave the party to go to from the house party to a club mm -hmm. and they, someone gets a, you know, a big SUV to like drive everyone there. So I hop in the way back and I'm just in the way back minding my own business and somebody in the front seat, a gay guy turns around and goes, Oh my God, are you Jordan Bach? And I go, yep. And he's like, I know about you. He's like, ugh, this is a across a car full of like 15 people. So I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. A, who is this person? What does he think he knows about me? And like, why would he, why would he do that across the car? How long ago so, is this? Like maybe four years ago, five so years ago. So it wasn't really like, I know you from your blog type of situation? No, at that time I had a blog and and was building social media. So but it wasn't like what you were experiencing it, at Gabby's lecture. It was probably a personal thing or something he heard from yeah. somebody who says that they know me or who knows. Mm -hmm. It was just a, a, a rude comment is the point of the story. Right, right. And we ended up getting to the bar that we were going to. And my first instinct, which is so crazy, my first instinct was to go up to him and say, hey, can I buy you a drink? And it was because I was desperate for approval in that moment. I couldn't deal with the idea that someone in the room didn't like me, so I wanted to fix it. Yeah. And in that moment, he was like, what? And he was even ruder when I did that. He was like, what? No. Like, why are you even here? Or something like extraordinarily rude. 
And I pulled back and I had this thought that came to me that said, Jordan, what would your ideal best friend do in this situation? Would have been like, dude, fuck off. Don't talk to my friend like that. And then my ideal best, best friend would have been like, come over here, Jordan. Let's, let's go do something else. Let's have fun on our own. And I was able in that moment to totally disconnect from my need for approval or validation and instead rest in the knowing that the right thing to do would be to basically energetically say fuck off to this guy, meaning like cut the cords and, and, and then go have a fun time of my own. Uh, and that, was, that came through me by asking the simple question, Jordan, what would your ideal best friend do in this situation? That's such a great story, Jordan. That's so helpful to so many people. And I think we're very similar in that way. And the mantra that like my mom gave me growing up was always kill him with kindness, kill him with kindness. And so when people were mean to me or whatever, I would have that same knee jerk reaction that you did. And it was like, I'm going to be super nice to this person mm. and complimentary to this person. And then they will like me. And I still oh, do that to I this found day. It, I, I found it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my, in my experience. Yeah, I've, but that, that's what I mean. I, I used to do that, and I think that now it's, it's more about disconnecting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because each time that you do that, there's a subtle, perhaps even unconscious agreement you're making with yourself yeah. that get says, like get them to, I need their approval, yeah. so I'm be nice. I'm, I'm being nice to get something. Exactly. It's not genuine. It's not real. Uh-uh, and they on an energetic level can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I did that for a while. I just finished 10 years living in New York. Not finished, but I've lived in New York now for a decade. And I've learned a lot of lessons. And, and one of them is that. One of them has been, you know, when I first started becoming a spiritual teacher and a life coach, I would go out at night and I, I, I presented myself as I thought a spiritual teacher or life coach should present themselves, at least most of the time when I wasn't like kind of over partying. Um, but I would be super nice to people and like be super nice because I wanted them to know that I was a nice person and that backfired. That's fascinating. It's so true. It's so right. And what you said there really fascinated me because I thought it wasn't working because I, they just weren't in the space to hear it. But it's also they can feel that it's not genuine from me if Mm -hmm. you do that, you know. And so I've gone through that myself and, and becoming an adult of just that's I don't need to feel the need to seek approval as much. And that, of course, it still comes up here and there, and I can like kind of nurture that inner child. But, um, but I just like like you said, like we're kind of to this point now where we're like, this is who I am, and f it, like I'm gonna just be myself. And the people who, you know, the people who matter, don't mind, and the people who mind don't matter mm-hmm, is really mm-hmm. like the mantra there, you know? Yeah, and I, there's a difference between I think niceness and kindness. Yeah. Um, you know, kindness is something you feel and take with you and niceness is, um, niceness is, um, you know, kind of surface. Yeah. Pleasantries. Yeah. And pleasantries are great. You know, like I love reading old etiquette books and knowing what the right thing to say is at, at a certain time because, you know, just to make things less uncomfortable or less awkward. But when we have a culture, you know, I'm back home in Boston now and I love, 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 love Boston. But, you know, sometimes people here can be um, put on a tone of niceness 
that's really saccharine and fake mm -hmm. and you think, oh God, well, uh, I know you don't mean it, but you try and match their tone and you're like, oh, thanks, thanks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, anyhow. What yeah. about pop culture? Yes. Okay. Okay. We're ready. So, okay. You're going to love this question. So okay. close your eyes. Oh my gosh. You and okay. I are hosting a dinner party. Oh no. We this get to invite, <laughs> we get to invite a couple people okay. and, um, so you tell me who you want to invite and then I want to know what you would love someone to ask you at a dinner party and what you, yeah, ask you and then what you hope that someone wouldn't ask you about. So first of all, who would we invite? Who's going to come to our dinner party? Oh my God, you're going to kill me. <laughs> no, tell me. I'm excited. Um, who's, wait, how many people do I get to pick? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to even give you a number. Go for it. Okay. I would say that I would pick Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. She's great. I she's would, welcome. <laughs> she's welcome. <laughs> Dolly, welcome. Um, <laughs> I would invite, oh my gosh, there are so many people. But Go for I mean, it. We give would it, literally have to list. figure out a seating chart. To yeah, make sure we would have personalities a would get yeah, along. Yeah, totally. And you That's know what cool. I would love to do is just restrict this to living people. Okay. Because cool. I feel like dead dinner parties are kind of like, okay, we get it. Right. But like, it's more exciting when you're like, okay, this could actually happen. Yeah. And in our reality, it very well. It may. Yeah. Let's well, put it out there. I would love, but I also wouldn't want too many, too many intense, you know, stars at the right. table because then you're overwhelmed with like, okay, who, who, you know what I'm saying? Like, who yeah. do I, so I would want like a good mix. And you'd want to be able to really, I, I mean, I'm, I'm more of an introvert. I want to be able to have a conversation with everyone there, you know, and if there's yes. too many people, we would feel run thin and, you know, it'd be like an award show. Exactly. And then you'd be like, wait, I didn't get to talk to everyone. Yeah. Okay. So here's our dinner. Okay. Dolly Parton. Now you go. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go classic, just Taylor Swift. Easy okay. done. I mean, she was bound to come up. This is quite a roster already. Yeah. Well, that we right could there. sit Dolly and Taylor next to each other because they both do country. Yeah, easily they would get along. I'm sure that have they has she been a special guest yet at the 1989 show? I feel like no, but that's so such a good point. Yeah, everyone oh else on earth. Should has. we start a campaign? Seriously, yeah. Okay. Hashtag um, Dolly and Taylor. My okay, next your is turn. Marianne Williamson. Oh, of course, classic author. Yes, I'm gonna go Beyonce. Okay, wow. You're, this this wattage is like my eyes are. Yeah, I know. Getting, I'm like get, they're getting bright here. Okay, if you're gonna throw down a Beyonce, I'm gonna throw down an Oprah. Okay, easily. Um, I'm gonna go, and I this person you may not know, but I know you would love him. And if you haven't met, I would introduce you and maybe even seat you guys next to each other. Do you know Pete Holmes, comedian, no. podcast host? I'm obsessed with. He's amazing. You would love him. Oh wait, did he used to be on MTV? No, but he did have a TV show after Conan. He's working on a pilot with Judd Apatow for HBO. 
But um, but yeah, you would love him, and I'll send you his podcast. It's called You Made It Weird, and it's amazing. <laughs> so okay, yeah, he would be there. Uh, you guys can just meet at the dinner party, I guess. I don't, I don't okay, need to fab, make a, Pete yeah. Holmes. <laughs> um, and then I would say. I would love, 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 love to bring in someone, another spiritual person. I mean, obviously Gabby's going to be there because she's our friend. So you can, we don't Gabby? even have to. Yeah, she, of course. Gabby she's would go. be, you know, what she, Gabby can do is lay naked and put sushi <laughs> all over her body. And you can <laughs> eat sushi off her body. Like okay. in sex, the Sex in the City movie? Yes. <laughs> and she can be I'm like, dying. God, Am I done yet? And I'm dead. Like, I'm dead. Hold on. Let me get another piece of unagi. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so that's that's what Gabby can do. And then, Gabby's the table. Gabby's the table. And then um, we can we could get okay. So we have basically four more. Yeah. So I would do. Um, you know who I absolutely love is Byron Katie. Mm. So Byron good. Katie, spiritual teacher. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm going to go kind of in a similar direction. Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm obsessed with her and her new book, Jordan. It's on creativity and big just, magic. Yes. Have you read it already? I've wanted to start. Oh my God. I read it in a day and I'm not joking with you. Um, it's fantastic. And I was like way obsessed with her from like Eat, Pray, Love days and beyond. And she's like the best. So yeah, she has to come. And I just feel like she's really a good time you know like she's just she would be a good time at the party she would be connecting with everyone you know she's good she's tight with oprah she's tight with you know i just feel like sure yeah marianne for sure um yeah she would kind of bring people together i just think it'd be a good situation all around um i would say i would love to bring my friend Kevin Sessoms, who's a New York Times bestselling author, um, who has written so many great books about growing up gay in Mississippi, and his most recent book um, is about his journey through addiction, and really he writes with a through line of grace in all of his books, and so I know that he would love to be there at the party, so I'm going to say Kevin Sessoms, because he's so smart, so oh, smart. so cool. So smart. So my friend Kevin Sessoms. I'm yeah. excited to meet him. You yeah. should seat us next to each other on the same Oh my god. Chart. I'm already thinking like where are we gonna have this? Yeah, I mean I was thinking ABC and you know I'm thinking this is out. a private this is a private home event that we need to have. Yeah. Well we need a we need a really maybe they could furnish it for us so it really like amped up the vibe. That would Yeah, be... or we could find a private home so that we could all then slip after dinner into oh. like Perfect. A little, you know, like a little lounge, like seating area where we, where we can have like coffee and tea and oh, after drinks, sure. to drink and, you know, you know, to like extend the evening. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a into the it's like we're planning our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so one, one more for you and then one okay. more. And we're done. All right. One more for me. I'm going to say Mindy Kaling. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, she'd be a great time. I don't she even need to justify that. How hysterical the conversation! Yes, totally. She would get along with Pete Holmes. It would just—we have two comedians there now to really balance out the vibe. I just—I feel good about it. Um, maybe just for lucky and num- number eleven, we could bring in Amy Schumer. Oh, easily, perfect. 
Okay. All right. So we have an 11 person ideal dinner party that I think is going to kick ass when we manifest it. Yeah. And I just want to throw out there, I would really <laughs> like there to be, have you ever played the game Mafia, like the winking game? No. Oh, you never played it? Mm-mm. It's what so it? fun. Okay. So basically everyone just sits around and y- you can use like a deck of cards um, and whoever get, you just pass out cards and whoever gets the ace is the killer. And you all, but no one knows, you know, you, who the killer is, obviously. And to kill people, everyone's just staring at each other and you wink at the person. But you don't want to, like, get caught winking at someone. And when you wink at someone, that person dies. So then they have to be like, oh, I'm dead. And then, like, they're out for that <laughs> round. And then the whole point is to figure out who the, the killer is, the person winking. So you don't want to get caught winking at someone. Uh... And it's so fun because you're all, like, staring at each other and it's funny and people laugh really hard and... It's just, I think it would be a really fun game to play with that group. Do you agree? I think it would be a great game. I mean, I'm excited to start playing that maybe tonight yeah. with my one friend here. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that I was there with you and we could get a good <laughs> group going. Um, okay, so back to the dinner party, though. What would, if someone was going to turn to you at the dinner party and ask you to speak about a subject, what do you hope they would ask you to speak about? And what are you like, please don't ask me about this. I'm just done. I just don't feel like talking about it today. Oh, well, the thing I probably don't feel like talking about is um, spiritual guidance, because that's what I do right. for my day job. Totally. So, so I'm kind of, you know, when, I, when, I, when I'm on my off time, the last thing you'll find me do is like spouting spiritual guidance or advice or yeah. I'm like off the clock. That's exactly how I feel, especially about like eating advice and all of that. Like I don't want – yeah, totally. So that would be maybe off the table and I would love – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean I would love for Oprah to ask me anything in her classic, now iconic interviewing voice. I would love that. I would love that. I wouldn't want to be asked anything. I would just want to hear these people talk and talk to them and ask them things because I'm such a curious person. I would just want to listen all night. Mm. Oh, you you stuck me there. You made me seem self-involved. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would want – but you're one of the people there that I would want to listen to. You're like one of the top – having this dinner party, I would have chose – you would have been my first pick either way. (laughs) God, I love you. Well, honestly, Dolly Parton has meant so much to me growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Well, we have the same birthday. No and I way. Never, really? I never knew that until I was much older. And throughout my childhood, I just loved her. And I, I connected with yeah. her on this level. Um, the fact that she thing, was, maybe. you know, this Appalachian, uh, poor Appalachian girl who, you know, looked at the town hooker when she was a, a little girl and said, I want to look like her. And created a really successful business and empire for herself and has never left her hometown roots. I just always loved that about her. And she has this message that's so reassuring, you know? Yeah. Um, she has so many one liners that are so great. Like, the way I see it, you can't have the rainbow without the rain. Um, so profound. Yeah, those simple little country um, adages that are just so warm. And cozy, and she has my birthday, so I feel like we have a lot in common. Um, We both wear wigs and have large breasts. (laughs) Yes, we may not seem to have a lot in common, but I believe we do. Yeah, you both have great one-liners, so there you go. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I love that. So, all right, before we completely 
leave the dinner party, let's just straight up talk about Taylor Swift. So we both have bonded um, because of our our love. We bond about many things, but one of them is our, our love for Taylor Swift in 1989. And I will just say about that album that like everyone loved that album, you know, everyone from just different generations. And it was really awesome. And both of us saw 1989, the tour, when it was mm-hmm. near us. I saw it here in Detroit, and you saw it. You didn't see it in New York. You saw it somewhere else, right? I saw it in, I think, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. Very cool. And anyways, it's um, she says this, and I don't know if she says said it at your show, but she said this at my show, that uh, in the 80s, going to Madonna concerts was like something that people always talked about like years later like I saw Madonna in the 80s and I feel like we're going to be able to say that about going to Taylor Swift show so what was that experience like for you talk about it and let's well I mean isn't it amazing what the arena looks like I mean she packed sold out arenas and everyone has on their, you know, their wristband that is beautifully synchronized to music. So, at, so cool. during a song, you look up at the audience in the arena and it is literally a sky full of stars. Not literally, but it looks like a sky full of mm-hmm. stars. And it was so beautiful. And I just, what I, what I love about Taylor is that I kind of see myself reflected. She reflects back to me the parts of myself that I would like to cultivate more. Yeah. And that's true of, of everyone I admire um, and look up to. Um, I don't admire them as, as statues on a pedestal, you know, that are beyond reproach. But these are people who who are reflecting back to me and maybe giving me hints about where I can claim my power more with a little bit more, you know, um, enthusiasm, force. Um, or in Taylor's case, fun and um, fun and real ownership, yeah. no matter what people are saying about her. Yeah. And I really, I really love that about her. And and the album itself, the the music is just. 1989 got me through my breakup. I'll me tell too. you that. Uh, you and I together. You and I both. <laughs> oh my God! Are you in the clear yet? Good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> In the clear yet good. Oh, man. Oh, so good. Yeah, I mean, I really look at her for me and and that show in particular as like, it's inspiring to me of the type of performer that I want to be. Like when I, like I'm not, you know, I'm like learning to play play the ukulele, but not well. And I Mm -hmm. am not going to be a performer in the same way as her, but I am going to perform my art in my way, whether that's speaking, whether that's podcasting. And I'm inspired. Entertainment, baby. Yeah, I'm inspired to do it at that level and to, with that much authenticity, that much passion and that much creative control you know you could see her in every aspect every outfit every song every just the way she carried herself I I really really take from that and another like style wise I know she has a stylist and a lot of people on her staff helping her with this and and she obviously needs it for all the appearances she has to make and I definitely don't have um, cameras outside of my apartment when I leave every day (laughs) but I pretend that I do and that's a big thing that I took from her is like I dress like I or I'm trying to um, if people saw me right now I'm like still in my yoga clothes from this morning but like you're ready yeah like I'm ready but yeah I dress like I'm a celebrity today and pretending that I, I have those 
those people and she she's really great to look to for it's like that quote you know dress for the job you want not the job you have so I try to dress like I'm carrying myself a little bit overdressed maybe and just just putting that extra care to it helps with yeah confidence. you know absolutely Yogi Bhajan said something I really love he <gasps> yeah. said fake it fake it and you will make it yeah. but you gotta believe it so good so it's not just about you know pretending that you already have the success it's more than pretending it's about knowing and believing mm. in yourself and in your dream um, so much so that it just permeates your behavior your your presence your speech so that you literally become what's on your mind uh, and you attract it to you through by the law of attraction, which is always at work. Um, and and that th- these same principles, exactly what you're talking about, has really, really, really worked for me. Um, walking down the streets in New York, I would hold myself. I would, in my mind, have this vision of, of what I wanted my life to be. And maybe I used my acting skills, you could say. I used to be an actor for a little while. I I, I got into character and believed myself to be who I wanted to be and more or less it happened yeah so fake it fake it and you will make it but you gotta believe it you'll right. be budget oh so it's so good and and it kind of reminds me of that quote you know you are the five people that you spend the most time with but you don't I mean of course it's great to spend time with people in person but I think it's Tony Robbins or, or somebody talks about having this um, meeting in your mind with your advisors, you know, and I, I often meet with my advisors in my mind and they are Oprah and they are Deepak Chopra and Yogi Bhajan and Jordan and Gabby and, and people I know personally and people I don't that, you know, what would what would they advise me to do in this situation and mm-hmm. kind of like That's that dinner good. party that we're having and um, I do that a lot, you know, before I'm going to sleep, I kind of like call them in and I'm like, I'm feeling this way about this. What would they tell me to do? And I can kind of like channel their guidance. And um, mm, so, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. And before you go to sleep, you can ask some spirits for help and see what they bring you. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of sleep, something else I do before I go to sleep is mm-hmm. actually I sleep with Jordan in my ear every night because he has this amazing. How can I fit in there? You're you're really tiny. You just snuggle I'm, right I'm in. I'm so big. I'm <laughs> six foot two. I can't fit in that little canal. No, I hear you through my computer. I hear you through. Well, uh-huh. actually, I put them all on my phone. And he has this amazing thing called bedtime mantras. And I'll let you talk about it, Jordan. But first, let me just share my experience with it. It is probably the coolest digital product that I have ever gotten in my life. And it's really useful because I love listening to music (laughs) before I go to sleep. But I often am like, oh, what do I put on? And I don't want it. I don't want to put it like on shuffle. And then I'm listening. There's like gangster rap playing at 2 a.m. or something. Right. And or, you know, 1989. And then I'll just want to dance. So I listen to Jordan and. Um, he combines brave brainwave technology and really cool mantras that are synced with the days of the week. I could just be your sales girl on this, basically. I feel like As I've like got it down, but you going, go, you can you can take the floor because you're the one that created it. <laughs> so no, so the great thing, the really special thing for me about this uh, digital 
meditation album, Bedtime Mantras, is that when I was going through my breakup, I was really in need of spiritual guidance and support. And like we spoke about right now um, in the past hour, sometimes we give ourselves, we have the ability to give ourselves what we need. Um, not sometimes. I think we always have the exact right words that we need to hear. We have the exact right thing to say to ourselves. And so during this tough time, I started writing bedtime mantras to myself because when you're going through a tough breakup, uh, the loneliest, most vulnerable part of the day is at night when you yeah. climb into bed with just just you. Um, and so I started writing my bedtime mantras to myself um, for each day of the week uh, based on the planetary energy of that day, the prayer, the mantra syncs up with it. And then I realized listen, this helped me so much. And I listen, and I, I read these prayers every night that, uh, why not make, why not share this with people? And so I shared it with people and I spoke these mantras, which are about three or four minutes each on top of an hour long track of Delta brainwave entrainment music that helps you fall asleep. I've been listening to Delta brainwave music as sleep music, uh, for years now. And I decided, all right, I'm going to create these bedtime mantras have people listen to them, which will enable them to really get into a surrendered state of mind at night and really deeply relax. And then they can just leave the track on, on their computer or on their headphones, and it will play out for a full hour and then shut off. It will play out a full hour of this beautiful music, voiceless music that just lulls your brain, scientifically lulls your brain into a deeper level of sleep. And so I now listen to that every night and, um, and that's my steezy. That's my steezy. But um, I think you're. I think you'll put a tr you'll put a link there mm -hmm. for your listeners so that they can go check that out. Sure will. Yeah, there'll be a link in the show notes. I love them. One thing you forgot, Jordan, as your sales girl, the oh. um, maybe you did mention this, but the there you ha there's a different one for each day, and they're synced with the planets, which yeah. I thought was like super cool. Yeah, they're synced with the planet. So, so cool. Yeah, so you so you get the planet. The prayer has the planetary energy of the day. So you can set your mind in alignment with the energy that you're receiving uh, on that particular day, which is great. But I also um, want to offer your listeners a special discount. <gasps> Yay! This so is amazing. What do you think? Like, we give your listeners like twenty percent off. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Everyone will have like. No excuse not to get it. It's going to change their lives and their sleep for sure. So 100% yes. just get 20% off by using – you click the, click the link below um, yep. in the show notes. Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. <laughs> I, this is like podcaster language. Link in the show notes. Um, <laughs> you need a podcast, Jordan. We'll talk about that. I guess we, I, I guess we could talk yeah. about that. Um, and then you're just going to type in Katie Wonders. Yes. I love it. The new that's your code. mini series. I love it. One word, Katie Wonders. That's your promo Beautiful. code. And you get 20% off, ladies and gents. Yes. So excited. That's amazing. Okay. Yep. So before we 
go. I never want to go. This is so fun. Um, I have like a billion other things I want to ask you. And I still want to get to quick fires, but let's go back to music just briefly. Actually, okay. let's go back to T-Swift because in that oh vein, okay. we, I, I just quickly, favorite T-Swift song ever and on 1989. Go. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my God! You could literally put me on live TV and ask me a question about the meaning of death, and I would be so much more at peace than answering this question right now. Okay. Well, just say we'll just say today, and it can always it can always change because if I was being asked this, it would depend on the day and what I was feeling. Okay. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm okay. going to say that. Um... Oh yes! <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. No. <laughs> Hold on. No, so I would say maybe you are in love. Oh my god, that's what I was going to say. No. Yes, and I was so bummed that the um what's his name that made the album in the depressing version but I really love it. Um what is his name that it just came out? The new Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams, the new Ryan Adams album. I was so mad he didn't do you are in love because I love that song and it's so it really goes back to what we were talking about about relationships like that is the relationship that I want, right? It's she wrote it about Jack Antonoff and Lena Dunham's relationship and her like look into that and I just thought that was such a beautiful depiction of a relationship and Yeah, and I I love the feeling of style. Like I I just love like the the tempo of style. It's a walking so song. Good. Well, yeah, but I didn't want to go that far because that's what I do. I'll turn on style and be like, to 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 strutting down the street. Yeah, um, <laughs> there are no bounds for my for my oddness, for my kookiness. But I also really, really, really loved Out of the Woods because at the time for me, uh, she wrote that about a relationship that was always, you know, anxious mm -hmm. one second and. Are, are we good now? Are, are are we in the clear now? And that resonated with me deeply. And also this love. Oh, yeah. Well, Out of the Woods, actually, on the new Ryan Adams album, it, it was like a totally new experience for me with that song. And I'll just like cry listening to it because I, too, relate to it so much. And, oh, man, yeah. That one's intense. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. The, the the new Brian Adams song that I loved um, from his album 1989 um, is is um, all you had to do was stay. Oh yeah, I did. I did like that one. That one too. I remember I texted my friend about that one too. So good. I know. Yeah, I love that. Love. That. That oh my god, we could do this. This is like amazing. We should. But do I, it. okay. And one last thing. Yeah. Go my for it. A Taylor Swift song from the past, back when she was literally like knee high to a grasshopper. She was so young. Is Tim McGraw? There's oh. a song that she did called Tim McGraw. Have you heard of it? Yeah, of course. Duh. I oh, okay. I saw Taylor Swift then. Her and I are the exact same age, and I saw her. Um, she came and did like a little in Michigan, like a little, like a college here. And my friend was really into country music and I was like, I don't like country music. I'm not going to go to this thing with you. But then I was like, whatever, it'll be like fun. We'll go see this like cute young country girl. And she sang like Tim McGraw, it was her first album. And so she sang like all of those songs and I became uh, obsessed. I love Tim McGraw. It's, 
it's like about summer love and I, I just love that song. I like that one and I really like um Mean. It's not it's not as old, but that song is just so good for me because she says, you know, someday I'll be living in a big old city, you know, and every time like anyone's mean to me, I just like sing that in my mind one line. I'm like, okay. I'm like Oh my god, okay. I love you. <laughs> I am obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you. I feel like we should co-host a podcast talking about pop culture and talking about Taylor Swift and all of this stuff all the time because we this could, is just so much fun. We could very much do that. Yeah, that we will talk about that. Um, my critical side will really come out. People might be shocked. <laughs> it, it'll be good, though. I think, I think the best thing to do in, in getting to know Gabby as a person and you as a person and... Um, you know, to, to hear that like these very spiritual beings, which Jordan obviously is, is also very human. And I can relate to the humanness a lot more than the spiritualness of a lot of people. And that makes them cooler to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Back to music really quickly. Okay. okay. You have a playlist that you know that I'm obsessed with that we kind of listen to together. You, He curates. I'll also put the notes or put this. In Jordan's the, favorites yeah, playlist Jordan's on, Sp- playlist. on Spotify. It's in the show notes, the link to it. Follow him, follow this playlist. It's beautifully curated and really funny. Like the other day, I, I think I tweeted you this, but you had like that old school Nelly song sitting next to Vanna White. Like I love that song and I hadn't heard it in so long. And so it's just, yeah, it's really fun. And so I just was wondering, which I think I know the answer is yes, but are you like me that someone who kind of has to have music playing all, all the time the and like time. soundtrack to your life yeah okay all I the figured. time and sometimes like i go to the gym and i need like the most like upbeat amazing happy like like dance like techno like trance music to like lift me up and i feel like i'm just like up in the clouds as i'm like doing cardio and then i'll get sad and i'll want to listen to like Why'd you break my heart? Like literally every, yeah, I constantly have music playing. As I am a pedestrian in a metropolis like New York City, I walk around all day long with headphones in my ears um, playing music. So, you know, I'm not, and what I love to say, and I'm very proud of, I'm not a music snob at all. I just like music that makes me feel good. Yeah. So I don't curate my playlists to look good or to have, you know, even though some cohesive playlists are good for like dinner parties and that sort of thing. But you'll notice that, you know, because you don't want like Nelly to come on and then all of a sudden like a Kundalini (laughs) song come on. So Jordan's favorites, um, you won't get any Kundalini uh, mantras songs on there. That you'll get on my heart center and music playlist. But on Jordan's favorites, it is sort of a mashup of just all these really great songs that make me feel something, that make me feel something. And yeah, I love adding to it. And it's so cool. I just put it up being like, oh, maybe a couple people will follow. But um, it's, it's so cool to know that there are a bunch of followers who listen to it. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. And I often, I do playlists on mine for the season. So right now I have like the fall 15. I'm finding you right now. Yay. Um, I have a lot of playlists on there because I, I keep my yoga class playlist on there. But anyways, I steal songs from Jordan's playlist and put them on mine. And I'm always like, it's, it's really fun. Found you, following you. Yay. I'm excited. It, I love Spotify because it's so fun to like see what my friends are listening to while they're walking down the street and... I don't have that activated, I don't think. Really? 
Yeah, it just comes up on the side, like when I'm listening to it on my computer. Oh my god, publish my activity on Spotify? You're kidding me. I, yours is already published because I are, always see what you're listening to. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That is maybe, I feel as if I was just exposed. <laughs> oh, it's all good stuff. I like what you listen to. But yeah, I, I see what you're listening to <laughs> Wait, all the time. That's really maybe scary. Now, like, <laughs> you now can, I need to. You can change the preference to be a private session. No, I know. I don't mind. Yeah, let me see how many people every day are looking at at my what I know, I'm. It's it's a, it's a crazy listening experience. You know, it's a different thing. Like, yeah, it was such a private, intimate thing. You know, when we were like younger in high school, I'm gonna make you a CD, right? But mm-hmm. now it's like every I can everyone can see. But I'm it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But cool. So funny. Okay. All right, let's do some quick fires. I had a bunch of other things that weren't supposed to be quick fires, but I'm going to throw them into the quick fire. So just say the first thing that um, comes to your mind. All right, let's do it. All right. Favorite social media right now? Periscope. Cool. Um, favorite or best Halloween costume that you've ever been or seen? Which? I always wanted to be a witch. I was a witch every single year really? growing up. My mom would be like, okay, do you want to be a fireman this year? And I'd be like, nope, I'm a witch again. And all I wanted was to be magic and to do spells. So That's so funny. That's yep. so cool. I kind of had – I went through a phase with that. Of I wanted to be a um, pink lady every year, and I was. <laughs> oh, like a, from, from Greece. Greece? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay. Fa- oh, this is a good one. So you're on an island, and you can bring with you the following. You're on a deserted island. One TV show to binge watch. One. Is this a choice? Yes. Okay. One um, person to take with you. One book. So, you know, you'd want to find something you wouldn't get sick of. And one food. A person. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Bring in, you bring in one of each. Obviously, you'd bring a person, but like you can bring one of oh. each of those things. <laughs> I, no, it's like, my fault. No, I, I wouldn't choose <laughs> my friend. I wouldn't choose like avocado over my friend. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so you're a, like, that's the dumbest question ever. Why is she asking me a that? A person? Um, <laughs> I would honestly say that I would bring my sister. That's amazing. So you'd bring your sister, and then what would you bring for the book? I would bring uh, A Course in Miracles. That's what Gabby said, too. Of course, that's a good one. Obviously, wouldn't get sick of it. And then TV show to binge watch to keep yourself entertained. Oh, my goodness. Um, Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Um, Maybe either Homeland or... Or Sex in the City. Maybe just the entire series of Sex in the City. I feel that would be a better choice. More uplifting and more episodes, I think. Although I haven't watched Homeland. Right. It's just I've seen every episode a billion yeah, times. Yeah, same. So. I can pretty much recite them. Yeah. I, no, literally. Like word for word. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a contest with that, though. Oh, my God. Let's. Okay. And What's then food. The-, the food that you wouldn't get sick of that you'd bring. I would say I would bring um, – Gabby said pizza. <laughs> pizza. I would bring um, – I would bring um, – hmm, I would bring 
<laughs> I would bring lamb. Lamb? Yep. <laughs> All right. That's my choice. And you're the first. I'm gonna let you know you're the first one to say lamb. Well, because <laughs> I know a lot of people listening to this might not be happy about my non-vegetarian uh, choice. My grandpa loves lamb. I think it's like a Greek thing, but yeah, he uh, loves lamb. Yeah, uh, lamb was one of the first foods I ate as a human being in this lifetime, and it always makes me feel at home, and it makes me feel strong, and so it's it's just something. That I love, love, love. When you come visit me sometime and we're hanging out and we're with my grandpa randomly, or maybe he <gasps> should just come to our dinner party, mm-hmm. you can talk to him all about lamb because he loves lamb. He's like obsessed with it. All right. Cool. I'm going to tell him that my friend Jordan also shares his admiration for lamb. Lamb. Yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. Favorite go-to tip to feel super confident when you need to like snap into state? I would say stand up tall, um, put your arms, put your hands on your hips like you're in a Superman or Superwoman pose, take a deep breath and a wide stance and just feel yourself in that position, standing up, feel, feel yourself in that position Doing of power. Right now. All right, I'll do it with you. So we're standing up right now in a Superman pose, kind of like an angry mother pose, right? Superwoman, yeah. And you're just standing there, breathe in tall, broaden your chest and your head straight and feel this pose of power. This is called power posing. And just by holding this pose for 30 seconds, you lower your stress hormone of cortisol and you increase your testosterone, which will give you more aggression and drive. Uh, Not aggression uh, necessarily, in um, a negative sense, but more um, willpower, more um, more force, more and more drive to express yourself clearly and in integrity with what you believe. So, power posing like that, and also just knowing that you're powerful. Again, fake it till you make it. Um, fake it, and you will make it. You just got to believe it. If you can. If you can delude yourself into a happy delusion that you are powerful and you do so uh, knowing that what you're doing is ultimately has a loving intention behind it, you can then walk into a space um, exuding power Um, and that works. That can work. It can work. It has worked for me. Yes, so good. Power. I'm all about that power posing. There's this great TED talk from Amy Cuddy, I think. I don't know if you've yep, seen it. Amy yeah, Cuddy. Yep. So good. It's like it literally is the best te- TED talk out there. I truly believe she even gets like emotion. It's just beautiful. I'll put it in the show notes. I love all sort of body language things, yeah. and I've learned how to hold my body in a way that now has just become natural, and it makes me feel more powerful, and it it sends the message that I am seated in my power, and yeah. so. People are less likely to fuck with me. I don't want to intimidate people. That's the last thing I want to do is intimidate people deliberately. But I want people to know when I walk into a room that they shouldn't fuck with me. Mm -hmm. So I've learned I used to hold my body. My shoulders used to be down. I used to I learned this. And here's a good tip for everybody listening. If you place your hands on your throat or your face you are 
sending subconsciously the message that you are insecure. This, that like blew my mind. And if a lot of times when I kind of am resisting what someone is saying, I'll find myself instinctively, and we all do this, covering our throat chakra, covering our throat with our hand, maybe putting our fist, you know, under our chin to support it, but we're covering our throat. And that's because we're resisting receiving whatever is being said or is occurring in front of us. So I, body language has interested me so, 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 so much. And just like that, if you fake it till you make it, fake it till it feels comfortable for you, you'll begin to realize that your interactions with other people shift and change as well. Yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. glad I asked you that because I, I need just to got do a so video many ta- on that. Yeah, you do. That was really, really helpful. And I feel like that's a, I always, Pete Holmes always says this on his podcast, but free podcast, everyone. This was a free podcast and look at all that value you got. You know, that was Woo-hoo. just so valuable. That was so Oh my good. gosh. We covered a lot of ground. We covered a good. lot of ground. Wait, I still have like two more questions for you. Okay, shoot. When was recently or way in the past the hardest you've ever laughed, the funniest thing that you can remember? With my mom the other day when we both saw eye to eye on this funny, funny, funny thing that some guy said to us. Um, in the parking lot at the supermarket, we both got into the car and just burst out laughing and couldn't stop laughing. Um, and it was just so, it was so funny that later that night at dinner, <laughs> she started laughing again and I started laughing. <laughs> that's the best when that happens. It's like a yeah. callback laugh to like a, yes. that's the best. It was so, so, so nice and so special to do with someone that you really love. Inside joke laughing is like the best kind of laughing. Yeah. And with someone you love, it's yeah. just it's the best. It's the yeah. best. And it really yeah. bonds you. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> What's something weird about yourself that only the people closest to you know that you feel comfortable sharing? That's like just like a goofy, weird Jordanism that you would share with Wonderland. Um, I'm trying to think of like what my brother would think or say or my sister. Um... You kind of said one earlier about like pretending like you're, when you're walking, like pretending like you're. Yeah, I, I've mentioned that before, um, and that's not something that I, I feel at all weird about. I no, think that's how it works. I, I do that all the time, like every right. moment. Yeah, no, I feel that's how it works. I remember a Jim Carrey story he, when he was broke, a uh, young actor. He would drive through the Hollywood Hills and look at the homes and think to himself, I already – have all of this I just need to unlock it yeah so this is already mine it's already mine all I need to do is unlock it yeah and that's the same way I feel about myself uh my present and my, and my future I know what is in store for me and I hold that vision and I carry myself with the esteem that my dreams would confer upon me today, yes. knowing that, that that energy will attract to me the very life that, that um, I, I, I want. Um, Preach. And, yeah, and so there's that. But, but um, something weird that I do, I guess I, I say like random things. It's like I sit down to pee a lot because I just don't have like the energy <laughs> – 
And I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity to actually sit down, which yeah. I, I don't often get. So I'll sit down to pee. That's like me. Like I sit there like too long. Like I was t- telling about like being on my phone or something. Oh, I could just go sit and share. <laughs> right. Like going pee for me would take obviously like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'll sit down and like if I'm in the other room working, I'll like bring in my laptop and like ah! five, five minutes will pass. And like I'm just peeing. And, and I'll be like, okay, now you can get up. Um, I just wanted to like, I guess, move Rest. locations. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I'm sure that there are many, many, many weirder, weirder things that I do. Well, think um, of them and if you find some funny ones. And if I think of them, time. I will definitely not share them. <laughs> okay. You can share them with me privately. Okay. And I'll share okay. some of mine. All right. Um, <laughs> the, what you said before talking about Jim Carrey, he has this great um, graduation speech, I think, that is just beautiful and um he's a super inspiring guy and totally on the same wavelength with think it till you become it like we're talking about but there's this great line and I I don't know if it it smells of Tony Robbins but I think I actually heard it maybe on the Pete Holmes podcast but it's like all of the love you have is within you and sometimes like I will literally go on walks and I'll just like walk with my headphones in probably listening to 1989 or something and I will just like say affirmations out loud like I'll be like all of the love I have is within me. What I seek is also seeking me. And I'm just like saying them out loud, kind of pretending like I'm on my phone and my headset, but I'm totally not. And it just brings it back into you. And so I think adding that movement, like you were saying, walking while you're thinking about what you want is really, really powerful or while you're exercising or it's just can movement. really Movement. Yeah. There's so much wisdom in your body. Um, yeah. I've, I've begun to say, and I really believe it, your body holds so much wisdom. So get your body moving and your wisdom will get moving too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, all right. So on the other show I had, well, it's the same show, but the other series, I asked what living in a wellness wonderland is. But now I want to, since this is now Katie Wonders, I want to know what, Jordan, are you wondering about right now this is kind of where the interviewee becomes the interviewer what is something that you're wondering about wondering about in life wondering about about this day this whatever just came up for you just share with us what you're currently wondering about what I'm wondering about okay I'm wondering I'm wondering about I'm wondering about the I'm wondering a lot lately about balance and I'm wondering a lot lately about the spiritual path and the reality of the spiritual path, which is to say, you know, not that it's the reality is scary and grim or serious, but that, you know, there's some beauty in the spiritual path, not being a direct, you know, inclined to enlightenment there's something beautiful about falling off the spiritual wagon about falling off the the wagon if you're in recovery there's something beautiful about falling and there's that part of me is really wondering about balance and how does balance fit into our lives and how can we with self-forgiveness with a regular practice of self-forgiveness begin to honor our ups and downs as a, as a, as a, as a, a measurement and a, a practice of balance. 
a practice of balance. So I'm wondering about that. And I'm also wondering a lot about, I just read a, a, a news article today. I'm wondering a lot about my own social media presence. And I was looking at Instagram this morning and someone who I follow is a personal trainer and has an incredible body. Oh my gosh, his body is so perfect. And he has these great um, videos of him working out set to this sexy music. And, you know, for me, I, I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, cool. That's like a goal, right? Like, all right, cool. Um, but, but I thought to myself, wow, a lot of people must feel not so good after looking at that because um, mm -hmm. it may be envy inducing. And sure enough, I scrolled down through his comments, which I, I rarely do, but I scrolled down through his comments and sure enough, I found a comment from someone saying, who else feels so bad about themselves after watching this? And I was like, okay. That for me struck a chord and a voice within me said, try not to produce any more social media content that may invoke envy. Yeah. Because that's not my job. Um, some people have aspirational companies and brands. My mine isn't so much aspirational. I, 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 I don't, I don't know if it's aspirational. I just really want to make people feel good and, and want to be a source of reassurance and hope. And so I don't want to post photos of me in my fabulous life, which by the way, isn't too fabulous. Um, I'd rather be a source of, of reassurance. And then I read this article about this woman who appeared to have this perfect life, lived in a $2 million home in Connecticut, lived with her husband, and they found her recently um, dead of a drug overdose, left in the vestibule of a random apartment building in New York City at 4 a.m. And everyone who the you know everyone who the journalist reached out to said this is a shocker because she had such a per perfect life. And so today, I'll leave it with this. I was wondering about how I can. I don't want to be one of those people who's like, look at me with no makeup on, right. you know, like, look at me, like, just I woke up like this. I woke up like this. It's like, I, no one needs to see that. Like, like, like that is not going to elevate anyone's life by showing them like how I look with my face puffy and, and my hair fucked up. Like, like it's cute. And I guess it's making a point, which is, could be self-serving that like you are authentic. Um, so I, I don't vibe into that whole thing. And yeah, if I have a big zit on my cheek, you bet your ass I'm going to use Facetune to tune that shit out. Um, so I think it's about it's about it is inherently curate, curated, right? Your yeah. social media life. So and you can't help curate it. There have been these attempts to be like, okay, we're going to create a realistic social media app. Um, one guy did it where you can only you post a photo immediately after you take it. You can't choose or edit. Kind of like Snapchat. Right, but with Snapchat you can still filter and right, edit. Right. So the point is, it's curated. And for me, it's just I guess the practice. Everyone, can, all of your listeners and me and you can take home after listening this is what is my intention in posting this? Yeah. Because if your intention is to elevate, inspire, uplift, um, share, you know, it, social media is about sharing. 
So if you are, and, and so great, if you are having a beautiful moment with your spouse or something and you have this instinct that comes from love to share, then by all means share. And uh, sorry to the people who feel envious, um, but if your intention on some level is to be like, look at me, look at me because I'm wise, look at me because I have my shit together, look at me because of this or this, I'm not saying that's beneath me. Hell no. I mean, I'm saying I am seriously beginning to really make a commitment to question every single thing I post as it pertains to an intention. Jordan, that is the most inspiring thing you've said on this podcast thus far. I think that myself included and everyone listening will really take that away. That's something I've been wondering about quite a lot lately as well. And really, every time I put something onto social media, just noticing, like you said, the intention behind it. You know, am I putting this out there to show, oh, I was hanging out with this person or I, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, you know, just like you curate your outfit in the morning to put out a certain image, we want to present, like you were talking about with etiquette, you know, I, I went to Cotillion when I was younger and there's a certain way that I want to portray myself in the world because it makes me feel good, you know, like I wear makeup every day, I try to do my hair and I try to make, you know, my Instagram feed this beautiful magazine that makes people feel good and, and some of the things will be really real and some of them, you know, will be things that make me feel good but the common thread is that they all are things that it, it's kind of like that tidying up um, book that's so popular right now. It, uh -huh. They bring me it joy. Spark joy. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of a good um, thing to ask yourself about everything you do, not just in, you know, clearing clutter. So Absolutely. Uh, this has been so good. All of it. So good. Maybe we should do a little podcast of our own. I know. We... It will be like your 10th podcast. I know. <laughs> like, like series. <laughs> I know. I know. But the more the merrier. I, I love this medium so much. I, I think that long form conversation is, is kind of like a lost art. And I think, you know, I don't like that really with Katie Wonders, especially and with my other show, too. Like, I think it's really um, almost like a little bit inauthentic or kind of forced to cut things off after a half an hour or an hour or whatever and I love that this platform it's like people it's not like YouTube where they have to just sit and you know watch not that people do that with YouTube but with this you can be folding laundry or you can be on a drive or on a walk or whatever and, and Jordan and I can be in your ears hanging out with you so um, that's why I love that it could just go as long as it went and it was a long time and thank you guys all for if you stuck around for listening and tweeted us if you listened to the whole thing um, and Jordan thank you so much for being here and being my friend, I want to just honor you publicly for being a cool person and a good friend. And I mm. hope that there's many more collaborations and dinner parties <laughs> and podcasts and, you know, videos and just lots of cool stuff to come in our friendship and our life. And you're awesome. And I'm really grateful to know you and have you um, talk to me and all of my listeners today. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. That really, it means a lot. And it's so great to pull back. So great to even pull back in this moment and like whenever somebody's complimenting you, you know, I'm always like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Not because I, I'm ungrateful, but because I'm used to just not really deeply receiving it. And so for the past while now, I've gotten into the habit of 
when someone's complimenting me, I consciously go, okay, take a deep breath in, open your heart, and receive fully what they're trying to say. So I fully receive all of those kind words you just sent my way, and I'll send back to you this. When I first met you in person, I just absolutely loved your energy. And you know those people who you just meet and you're like, yeah, I, I really like your energy. Mm. I was, and this is so funny. My mom the other day was like, okay, because I'm back home in Boston yeah. for a while. And I, we were driving in the car and she said, okay, now what do you have um, on this day, uh, on, on Sunday? And I said, I have uh, a podcast interview with this, with this girl and she's like, with who? And I'm like, just like the sweetest. <sighs> ever she's so sweet and so cool and just so open and like kind and refreshingly kind with no like chip on her shoulder or axe to grind and <laughs> and and I was like I love her my mom's like oh I can't wait to I can't wait to hear Aw, well, I can't wait to meet your mama now. And so thank you, you for giving me the opportunity to use your advice and open my heart. <laughs> there you go. So you have one more listener in Mama Ba. Aw, well, let's give her a hug for me after this. And I, Thank you, Katie, so much. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again soon. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. All righty, love ya. Mwah, mwah. The track you're hearing behind me now is by a guy named Kanye West. Have you heard of him? And the song is called I Wonder. Sir.